What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, hey, welcome into the Arrowhead Addict Podcast, Chiefs post-game show. It is a victory party. Patrick Allen here with you, as always. We'll be joined shortly by our pal Matt Verderan from Sports Illustrated. The Chiefs finished the season with a win. It was ugly, but they won it with their backups, 13-12 to over the Los Angeles Chargers and Easton Stick. Uh, some fun things to break down from this game, and then we'll talk about the AFC playoff picture uh, before we get into all that and before Matt joins us, just wanted to let you know, uh, if you haven't downloaded the FanDuel Sportsbook yet, you will definitely want to take advantage of this limited time offer. After signing up, new users must deposit $10 and place a first wager of $5 on any active line. Even if your first bet loses, you will still receive $150 in bonus bets. This promo will be automatically added to your account when you sign up using our link, bit.ly slash arrow 150 using our link not only gets you this fantastic bonus but it also directly supports the arrowhead addict team so if you haven't signed up for fanduel make sure you do that by scanning the qr code on the screen or by clicking the link in the description below that's bit.ly forward slash arrow 150 this offer is only available to new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in a legal gambling state please do remember to always gamble responsibly check the episode description for our sign-up link and the full terms of the offer as matt verderham joins me hopefully none of you gambled on this game because that if, was, you, do, if you did you need help you need to call the hotline um <laughs> for that one so the chiefs win this one and what i'm calling a historic duel an epic duel between <laughs> blaine gabbert and easton stick uh you know verderham I kind of have fun with games like this, you know, when when there's some players you kind of want to watch play and there's a little bit of storyline there, right? It's fun to see the beat the Chargers with their backups, right? Like that's fun for the rivalry. There was some fun storylines here, but I guess one thing that stood out to me, and I want your take on this. If if Blaine Gabbert, we talked about this on Thursday, if Blaine Gabbert does have to come in. Oh, it's over. The Chiefs are in trouble. Oh, God. It's over. Even for a short time. Oh, it's over. It's over. If he even looks at the field, they go down seven points. Yeah. I, uh, he was he was terrible. He, he was really bad. Um, But he ran like Michael Vick on the last couple of uh, plays there. The he, he did win. Look, he did lead them on a game-winning drive. I mean, hats off to him for that. I mean, he went 15 and 30 for a buck 54, but he ran for 46 yards. So, like, <laughs> all right. Yeah, 200 total yards out of Blaine Gabbert, no touchdowns, one uh, hilarious interception. Uh, defensively, my guy, I mean, look, I get it. The Chargers are terrible. But Easton sticked to the ball 47 times and didn't crack 260 yards. So yeah. that's pretty good with all your backups in there. Uh, he sacked him three times. Of course, the sack hurt around the world there with Chris Jones. Herring yeah. got one. And who got one that led to that scoop and score by Edwards, which was the coolest play of the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I mean, look, you know, the bottom line is you hope uh, Wanya Morris isn't uh, concussed. Uh, I hope he can come back, play next week. But, I mean, for the most part, like, the guy out of the game, now healthy. And, uh, you know, it looked a little bit bad there for a second. Taylor was out. Connor went out. But those guys came back. So, uh, you know, I think all told, you feel you feel pretty good about it. I, I am most distressed about the fact that MVS didn't play one snap in that game. Yeah. Like it's very, very, very clear that they're like he's our number two receiver, and uh, not loving that. Tough, tough. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the defense because you know yeah. the Chargers. They, look, they've got injuries. Obviously, Herbert's right. not playing. Right. Keenan Allen's not playing. They they got guys missing too. Yes. But by and large, they're, they're a team that has been out of it for a long time. They're not really resting anybody that's not injured already. They're just kind of playing out the string here and, and finishing out the season. Whereas the Chiefs are, you know, they're not they're not showing anything game plan wise. Chargers want to want to presumably with the interim coach here, they want to get a win if they can and they're going for it. And the Chiefs defense goes out there and and holds them to 12 points with largely backups without your two best corners, no Sneed, no McDuffie. You know, they did have Chris Jones in there wreaking some havoc uh, at, at certain points during the game, but you don't have your linebackers. Like, how would you grade this performance by a Chiefs, you know, second unit? Uh, I, I Honestly, I mean, I'd give them an A, truthfully. I mean, they scored a touchdown. And you're playing – I know they had a few starters in there. I mean, Jones played for, you know, half and, and a little bit more. And, and I, you know, they, they had Watson in there out of necessity and a few other guys. But, like, they really – you know, they didn't play Bolton. They didn't play Tranquil. They didn't play Gay. They didn't play Carl Loftus. They didn't play McDuffie. I mean, they, they got their second guys in there. I, I, I got to be honest, man. I thought they played great. Now, granted, again, the Chargers are abominable. Okay, I mean, let's let's be real too. That team is so beat up. They're they're not good. But I thought they played really really well. I mean, overall, like I said, I mean, stick through the ball. What is it? Forty seven times. Yeah, forty seven times. Two hundred fifty eight yards. Uh, you know, they ran for one hundred eighteen yards, but they ran for you know, thirty times. And Easton stick. Had 77 yards. Nobody else had even more than 17. Eckler had 11 yards on 10 carries. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, all told, the Chargers had 4.4 yards per play. I mean, that's nothing. You know, here's a crazy number. The Chargers had 19 third downs. That's insane. Like, most games, 10, maybe 11, 19. I thought Chiefs did really well defensively. I really did. Felix Anidiko and DK Uzama was out there. Um Nice, nice uh, diving tackle. I noted from him yeah. at one point. Had two tackles for a loss. Um, you saw some of these guys. Nick Jones had a nice play on a, on a, I think it was an anticipation play on an option play that the Chargers ran. So, you know, I, I, I liked seeing some of these young guys out there. But the one, the guy that stood out to me on the on the fumble caused by O'Menahue that was picked up by Edwards yep. was uh, was uh, Jalen Watson. I believe it was Watson on that play. Uh, let me just double check my notes here. Are you talking about the guy who was, who was blocking downfield? It was Will uh, it was uh, Williams. It's Josh Williams. Williams. Yes, yeah. I just thought, you know, in a game that doesn't mean anything, yep. Great you're ball. out Great there, ball. you're playing. He ran 90 yards with with Edwards and escorted him to the end zone and kept and kept engaged. I just thought that was a great hustle play, and I think a hat, hats off to uh, to the coaching staff for for that kind of effort on a play in a game like this. I agree. I agree. You know, and I, I noticed that in real time as well. That was a that was a great uh, a great job by the defense. A great job by Joshua Williams. So I thought he really played well. And I thought Connor had a great game too. Connor was yeah. all over the place. Yeah. And, and by the way, 
44 uh, for them. Cam Jones. And then it was like Taylor in the first yeah. half of the game. I mean, it was unbelievable. It was yeah. everywhere. So, you know what? Listen, does the game mean anything in terms of like, you know, seeding? No, it doesn't. But you know what? You get on the plane feeling good. Like, you won that game. I mean, I'll say one thing that I actually – I know this is a dumb thing. And some people may agree, some people may not, and that's fine. I get both sides of it. I thought it actually kind of meant something to me that Mahomes and that bench was as invested as they were in that game. Yeah. There's a lot of teams who would have been like, who cares, man? Like, what does it matter? These guys are backups. We don't care. Mahomes was acting like that was like the AFC championship game. They right. were into that game. You know, and when Jones got his sack, they were – it was a little bit of a joy that you saw them have at the end of the Bengals game that, frankly, you really haven't seen them have all year long. Like, now, does that mean that they're going to go out next week and win? No, it doesn't. But it, it meant something to me that they were invested in, in what happened, that they were invested in their teammates, and it wasn't just one of these, like, yeah, we got to get through this and let's just go home. Yeah, agreed. And you saw that, obviously, highlighted when Chris Jones got his sack. Um, and I want to talk about whether or not he should have been in the game. He, in should, minute, not have, but, he should not have been uh, in the game. <laughs> The um, it was cool to see him get the sack after they they talked about it as one of the primary storylines of the game, and that was a like a one point two million dollar sack for Chris Jones. That's a, even for these guys. Look, man, I know somebody some of you might be sitting at home being like, "What does Chris Jones care? He's already rich." Man, hey, a million bucks is a million bucks. Yep. Period. He's got to pay taxes on all the other money he's making. You know, a million bucks is a million bucks. That's money you can grow. Um, I thought it was really cool the way he reacted, but also, more importantly, the way that the whole defense in particular just went crazy for him. Yeah. Like they just won the Super Bowl. Uh, what does that tell you about the, 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 the camaraderie on the team, the way they're coached on the defensive side of the ball? No, it says something. I mean, it says that they at least care, that they're invested. Again, does it mean they're going to go out and win the Super Bowl? No, no of course not. But, I mean, it, it showed that, you know, this has been a long year. They have had to stick together, and they and a lot of it's been on themselves. I mean, they they've beaten themselves in a lot of ways. But like this has been a year where they've faced a lot more crap than they normally do. They finished the eleven and six, and they finished the year on a high note. They won you know, three of the last four, their last two games. It at least feels like it's going in the right direction. I mean, maybe it is, maybe it's not. We're going to find out here in a week. But it feels at least like they're not cooked. It feels like like a Philadelphia. They are cooked man they are i mean well done on fire get them out of the oven before you got to call the fire department cooked yeah the chiefs at least have like they have a pulse they look they're they're rolling a little bit and that's you know right now after after all that's happened this year it's frankly what else could you ask for that's probably it yeah and look you get to beat a division rival and i I think this game in particular played into their identity as a football team and the identity that they're going to need to lean into in order to actually advance back to the Super Bowl, which is that they're a defensive team. So to see the yep. see the backups come in there and have some of those guys get some confidence that, hey, injuries happen in the playoffs. Some of these guys are going to rotate in. They're going to be needed. Um, I mean, what about Malik Herring in this game, uh, at the end of this game, helping them lock it down? Uh, just all these guys really stepped up. I think it's really exciting. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. On the offensive side of the ball, I want to talk about McCole Hartman. So he was targeted 11 times by Blaine Gabbert in this game. 
Six receptions for 77 yards. He had a couple of nice catches. He did have the one route where he stopped running. It was confusion. Well, he's got to fit in. What's that? He's got to fit in. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. He's got to. He's, he's going to scare the hell out of somebody. He doesn't want to get cut. Right. Um. But I, I can forgive that a little bit in that he's got no no zero rapport with Blaine Gabbert. You know, who knows what kind of play they're calling in that situation. It's sort of a weird game. But I mean, what's your take on him? Because he. <laughs> He he did have a, he did have a drop on a screen again fitting in, but he caught, he made some tough catches, some contested catches, led the team in receptions six six for seventy seven yards. It was clear. I think two things were clear to me. One, it was clear that Blaine Gabbert was looking to him over all the other guys out there. Yep. Which when you look at who else was out there, it makes sense. But also that the Chiefs were trying to get him the ball. They were kind of trying to get him going. Do you do you think that he's and they kind of mentioned it on the broadcast. That like Hardman really wanted to be the guy that Mahomes could rely on in the playoffs. Do you think the Chiefs have plans for him in the playoffs as, as far as somebody who can step up and help them offensively? I mean, it's really hard to say yes in the sense that I just I watched the way that they protected MVS. Watson barely played. You have Rasheed Rice. Like it's pretty obvious those are the top three guys. You know now is he above Tony? God, I hope so. Is he is he above? Is he above Ross who got hurt? Yeah. Is he above Richie James? Probably. I mean, I think he'll play a little bit. I just, I don't think, I don't think all of a sudden like the worlds are going to change here. Now, if it was up to me, okay, I would, I would cut MVS tonight. I also would cut him a month ago and I'd be playing Nicole Hardman. But I have a feeling is, you know, if you're a Chiefs fan, you'll be sitting here going, man, this is like 2021 when they wouldn't bench Ben Neiman or, or Dan Sorensen. And they just rode them until the wheels came off the wagon. They're like, that's it. That's what we're playing. And then immediately after the season, we're like, these guys aren't good. Let's get rid of them. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be the same thing. Like MBS might get cut as they're walking off the field at our last game of the season. Um, <laughs> and yet he'll see 65 snaps next weekend. I just, I've accepted the fact that he's going to play 90% of their snaps this week. Yeah, it is frustrating that he didn't play at all in a game um, where... How do you not even try to get him right? Like, how do you not even put the guy out there? And just be like, hey, man, you're you're terrible. Like, why don't you try to catch three or four, Pat? No, no, apparently no need. He's good. He's he's played well enough all year. He's good to go. Yeah, you wouldn't want him to get injured. But speaking of injuries, the Chiefs got banged up along the offensive line. Juwan Taylor left the game. Um, Wanya Morris left the game with a head injury. If that was uh, probably a concussion, if that was mild, there's a good chance he he could be ready to go next week. Never never guarantee with a head injury. You just don't know. It's different for everybody. Um, did you see a report on what happened with Jawan Taylor? He was back in the game, so I'm assuming. Oh, did he's he come fine. back in? Oh, that's good. He's, I'm assuming he's fine. He came back in. Connor came back in. Um, so I think I think the only one. And I don't, did Watson. Did he get hurt toward the end of the game? I didn't see that. I saw Dion Bush got hurt. He got hurt. I thought Watson got banged up too, but I'm not 100% sure on that one. Um, Connor and, and uh, Taylor, though, came back in. Yeah. So do you think that – I mean, Smith practiced this week a bit uh, off and on. Do you think the Chiefs will have their starting offensive line back in action in, you know, in a week when they, uh, when they either take on the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Miami Dolphins? I mean, I think they'll at least have four of the five guys. I don't know if they're going to have Morris, but if they need Smith, they got Smith. I mean, I think one of those two guys is playing – yeah. So I, I think one of them's playing, but who? Who knows? That's impossible to say. 
Uh, anybody else that stood out to you offensively in this game? I mean, obviously, LaMichael P. Ryan got some run, 21 carries, 76 yards. He caught a couple pa- – he did a nice job in the – he showed a little bit of uh, hands in the in the passing game, had a nice catch and run for 25 yards. But I see anything more than just a replacement level back for you at this point. No, no I think he's what he is, which is fine. But that's what I think he is. You got to have depth, especially at that position. Um, yeah, I, I just there's really nothing I think – what about Richie James? Now, I don't know how many snaps he played in this game. Um, it, 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 but if he did, is it is it deflating that he has two catches in this contest? He's not seeing the field. I mean, let's just be honest. I, mean, I, I think at this point it's pretty clear. He's going to be a reserve receiver who's going to field punts. And his biggest, his biggest moments in the playoffs are probably going to be fielding punts. Like, you've got to be able to make a play. And, and if nothing else, don't make a bad one. Like, catch the ball, don't be a disaster. So, you know, listen, I mean, I think, I think all told, the biggest takeaway from today is that the season's over. Regular season is over. You're 11 and six, you're the three seed. Like, for the Chiefs, the last handful of years, that feels like a disaster. But in reality, like, you're, you're in a pretty good spot, like, compared to a lot of teams in the league. Like, you're, you're right where you need to be. And if they play well, that God knows they're capable of beating anybody. And not, and I'll be honest, I don't know how you feel about this. We haven't talked about this. I don't care who they play in the first round; they ought to beat them. Now, they may not. They may they may piss away some game, but they the Steelers they should beat by thirty points. And the Dolphins, the Dolphins are kind of like a dead team walking right now with all these injuries. I mean, if they can't beat the Dolphins in ten degree weather at home with half that team either missing or or, or like playing at seventy percent, I mean that's an embarrassment. They they should win either one of those games. And then you know what? If you do. You're either going to Buffalo or you're going to Miami. Fine. Play the game out. But I I think if you're the Chiefs, I think no matter who they play in the walk around, and yeah, like I think Pittsburgh's the easier team to play. They should beat Miami, man. I mean, that team at this point, come on. That is not a team the Chiefs should lose to. And I think the Chiefs are pretty well matched up with them, quite honestly, with the way they play. So I think the Chiefs draws fine. It's got to go out and they got to execute for once. Yeah, agreed. Shout out to Lars Jorgensen for the super chat. MVS didn't drop a single pass. Yo, I'm gonna go ahead and call this one a confidence builder. That that that's something, right? No drops from MVS. It's uh, it's got to be. I think at this point, <laughs> I think it's the best game he's played all year. Yeah, yeah, terrific, terrific job by MVS in this one. Um, okay. Let's uh, let's. I want to talk about the AFC playoff picture and the game tonight, but let's just give some arrowheads really quickly to wrap this one up. Who gets an arrowhead for you for the Chiefs finishing the season on a win? Um, uh, I guess, I guess I'll just I'll say uh, Harden. I mean, he had what seventy-seven yards receiving, so he did a nice job. Um, played well, you know, showed what he can do with some targets and. Uh, you know, listen, I, I thought, you know, he came in and it's, I think sometimes as a veteran, it's hard to play in those games. You know, me, nothing. Um, he played hard. He played well. So I give him credit. Yeah. I'm going to give one to Omenahue. Obviously big, maybe the biggest play in the game causes the fumble Edwards scoop and score. Uh, Chiefs didn't score any touchdowns on their own with the offense. So they needed that. And I'm going to go ahead and give one to Blaine Gabbert uh, because, you know, he came in and he, won the game, which is what his job is at the end of that situation. Put himself on the line. Didn't need to do that. He's an old dude. He's going to get paid. So good for him. Um, And hopefully uh, we never see him on the field uh, again for the Chiefs. Um, Unless Mahomes is like busy and wants him to kneel down for him in a game. (laughs) All right. So 
let's so this wraps it up um real quick before we get to the rest of the afc the chargers i tweeted out they, they showed a document or, or a, a graphic on the screen about how much money the chargers have tied up in six guys oh, it's unbelievable yeah i know next year um i mean so just real quick khalil mack this is these are got 2024 cap hits for the chargers khalil mack 38.5 million Joey Bosa, 36.6 million. Keenan Allen, 34.7 million. Mike Williams, 32.5 million. Derwin James, 19.9. And of course, Herbert, 19.3. Now, some of those, you know, you can live with. Bosa, all right. Mack, way over the hill. Keenan Allen played great for them this year. Also old, dealing with injuries. Mike Williams is always hurt. Um, I mean, somebody tweeted at me, this is the the, the all-IR team. Basically, the Chargers are just they're attractive in that they have a really good young quarterback. But after that, you know, if you're a head coach and you're looking at that team or you're a GM, you're cash strapped, man. I mean, what are you going to be able to do? Do you still think that's one of the most attractive jobs that's going to be open? I've written about this at SI. Um, I think it's going to be treated like it's a really attractive job. Knowing what I know about the way that franchise does business and the way it's done business for a long time with the Spanos family, I do not think that job is that attractive. I don't think it's an unattractive job. I just think it's kind of a middle of the road job. Like if you go there, first of all, from a financial aspect, okay, the Spanos family has historically been about as cheap as it gets. All right. I went back and I and I wrote all this out a couple of weeks ago. If you look, they've hired, I think I think this will be their 13th hire for head coach since they've been in charge and since the mid-80s. They don't hire big names. Like Marty Schottenheimer's one, and they had one other one that was like 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 somebody like you've heard of before. And otherwise, it's been a whole bunch of like take a flyer on this assistant and hope it works out. They don't spend money now. If let's say you're Jim Harbaugh and they do spend money, okay, great. Well, you're playing. You're you're not going to be in the state of California, so you're you're paying an astronomical amount of on taxes. Plus, you're you're paying for the cost of living of Los Angeles, which again, if you're making that kind of money, you don't necessarily care about the cost of living, but the taxes that that'll hit you. On top of that, team-wise, okay, you have you're the only team in the league. You have no home field advantage, none. So that's one strike. You're playing in Division One, Mahomes, who's 28 years old. That's another strike. You are playing with the rosters you mentioned, and I've outlined this as well. Like out of those four guys you mentioned, Williams, Allen, Mack, Bosa, all of which are making over 30 million against Cap next year. Those guys are either old, often injured, or both. Like you're probably at least moving on from two of them, maybe three of them. Eckler's out the door as a free agent. I believe Gerald Everett's also a free agent. Corey Lindsley, God bless him. He had to miss most of the year with a, with a condition, a health condition. Who knows where he's sitting? If he's coming back, hopefully he is. I don't know. You're, you're eating a ton of money next year on J.C. Jackson when you made that trade to New England. Like That is a rebuild, man. Like I think the fact that Herbert's there kind of skews people's reality. And it's like, well, you have Herbert. Yeah, great. You have nothing else. You have Herbert. You have Derwin James, who's another guy who, frankly, is like, is he going to play this year? Is he hurt all the time? I mean, you have Herbert and a husk of a roster. Like, that's what you have. That is that is not attractive to make. I'd rather go, like, look, I don't think the Raiders' job's that great. I'd rather go to the Raiders. No state income tax. Like, pretty pretty clean books for the most part. You know, like I'd rather do like I we got some guys. Raiders got some guys. Yeah, I think the Chargers, that is such a lift. Yeah. You know, and I think that Herbert's there. People just automatically go, that team, that's a great job. Is it really a great job? Is it? 
You know, like, would I rather go there than Carolina? Yeah, Carolina's a mess, and Tepper's a maniac. I'll tell you where I, I would go. I think it's a great job for the first time in a quarter century, Washington. That mm. job. Snyder's not the owner anymore. Harris owns the Devils and the 76ers. That guy wins. He spends money. He cares. On top of that, that is a fan base. It's starving. If you go there and do anything, they're going to build you a statue. They have a lot of cap space. They also have the number, over, number two overall pick in the draft. Come on down, Drake May. Come on down, Caleb Williams. Like if I'm the, And that division, the Giants aren't good. Dallas is Dallas. And like Philly, I don't know what the hell is going on in Philadelphia, but it's not great. Like if That to me, that is a great job. That is a job you could go in there and you could win quickly in Washington. Yeah, Philly is, uh, you know, since since that Chiefs game, they beat the Bills in overtime the next week. Then they lost to San Francisco, Dallas, and Seattle. It's been unbelievable. Beat, beat the Giants and then lost back-to-back weeks to the Cardinals and the Giants, who have absolutely nothing to play for, starting Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Uh, they're just uh, careening off the tracks. Um, Shout-out to Siam Reddy for the Super Chat. Uh, this is in re- relation to the Chargers. They won't get Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, I believe the Chargers have the fifth pick. So yes. probably not going to happen for, for Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, they're not getting Marvin Harrison Jr. So, so I mean, um, that's they're, they're They're probably, honestly, I mean, look, you're the fifth pick. You're not taking the quarterback. So you're probably, I mean, if I'm them, I'm taking a defensive guy. You know, unless unless Marvin Harrison Jr. falls from them, then yeah, sure, go for it. But, like, he's not falling to them. I mean, if I – because who's in front of them? It's New England's in front of them. Obviously, the Bears via the Panthers pick. The Commanders. And who's got the fourth pick? I'm pulling it up right now. Just trying to do the math in my head. Who the hell is the fourth yeah, pick? Uh, Chicago, Washington, New England, Cardinals. Yeah, the Cardinals are not passing on Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that. there's no way they'll let him get by them. So, you know, the Chargers might trade up or something. But, again, how many teams are going to trade down the top of that draft? Right. Well, look, that's that's a conversation for another day. The bottom line is, um, yeah, the Chargers have issues. Um, and, and really, I'm going to be blunt. The whole AFC West outside of Kansas City, I mean, that is not a strong future bet looking at those three teams. I mean, you're like the Raiders, I don't know, no quarterback, no coach. Chargers got the quarterback, no coach, no GM, no roster around them. And Denver, I, I don't know what the hell Denver is. I don't know what that is. Like, okay, you're going to cut Russell Wilson, and then what? It almost feels like Denver did like what fans do a lot of times. They're like, get rid of this guy, get rid of this guy, and then they get rid of him. You're like, who the hell are we going to replace him with? And you're like, you know, like, I feel like that's what Denver did. Denver was just like, we need to get rid of him at all costs because Sean Payton can't stand him. And then you did it, or you're going to do it. You probably did it, essentially. And now it's like, okay, but now, now what? Now, now what are you going to do? Like, what is the answer to this? Because if Kirk Cousins goes back to Minnesota, which I think is kind of the expectation around the league, like if he goes back there, who the hell are you signing? Who's yeah. coming in? You're going to make a trade for Justin Fields? Is that what you're going to do? You have no draft picks. You're going to make a trade for Fields? Probably not, right? So then it then it becomes, you, are you going to go get a bridge guy? Are going to get Ryan Tannehill? What the hell? The What was the point of cutting Russell Wilson? Right. You yeah. know, so then it's like, okay, well, no, we're going to take a guy in the draft. Well, they pick, what, I think 12th or 13th. So, who are you getting? You're not getting the top guys. Jaden Daniels not going to be there either. So you can take Bo Nix, right? I mean, it's just, I don't know, man. It's bad news for them. Well, let's quickly talk about the playoff picture as it stands. The playoff field is set because the Jaguars, who are just in Ooh. something else, Ooh. bad, um, bad play calling at the end of that one. 
they lost to the Titans and knocked themselves out. So that was basically a playoff game for them. They're done. And the Steelers, good old Mike Tomlin by hooker by crook, drags that team to the playoffs every year. And all you hear from Steelers fans are how badly they want them to to get fired. Um, Got bad news for you, Steelers fans. Ain't going to happen. Terrible news. Mike Tomlin's back. Damn. (laughs) What are we going to do now? I know he hasn't had the playoff success, but every time I hear that, my eyes roll back so far in my head, they come back around again. The truly the dumbest people alive. We're like, you know what our problem is? It's not Kenny Pickett or a complete lack of ability to build a roster. It's Mike Tomlin. He's right. the problem. Yeah, but in any event. Yeah. So yeah. So what are we talking about? The playoffs? So so the game tonight, Bills and Dolphins. Right. Um, the playoff field is set. So there's, there's two two scenarios in regards yep. to the Chiefs. If the Dolphins win, they're the two seed. Yep. Uh, and uh, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are coming to Kansas City because the Bills would drop to the seven seed. Yes. And if the Bills win, the Bills are the two seed, and Miami is going to be the six, and they're coming to Kansas City in the first round of the playoffs. Yes. Do you do you have a preference both in which opponent would you rather play as a Chiefs fan in that first game, but also what sets up better for Kansas City going further into the playoffs should they win? Like, for example, right. you, you look at a, a seven-seed Buffalo and you're like, ooh, well, that's kind of interesting because they could, you know, that's a really good team that could knock off the Ravens. And then, you know, you get you have a chance to host the AFC championship game, maybe a little bit better of a chance. Right. On the other hand, you know, the Bills are the Bills are going to make the playoffs no matter what now. Um, Miami's super banged up. Would you rather have them coming in? I would by a mile, mostly because of how it sets up long term. I'd rather have the Steelers. Uh, in the first round, because look, I, I don't. I'm I'm sorry. You, you guys can clip this out if I'm wrong. Whatever, blast it out everywhere. I, there's no way they're losing to Pittsburgh. There's just no way. Mason Rudolph's beating that defense. You kidding me? I mean, that would honestly take one of these. Like they have like six turnovers. Like that's what it would take. I mean, there's just there's no world, man. Like, and now TJ Watt probably out and everything else. Like they just. I don't see it. I can see it being ugly. I can see it being some game where Pittsburgh like hangs around and it's hideous. I'm not saying she should beat them 31 nothing, but like I, even if it's ugly, what is that game? 20 to 10? You know, I just don't think Pittsburgh can score. Yeah. Miami in Arrowhead doesn't scare me at all. They just don't. Like I respect them more than I respect Pittsburgh. But again, like you look at them and you're like, what 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 is the big like well, you played them already. I think Spags against that offense is a nightmare for Miami because they can he can just throw them off rhythm. And, you know, the Dolphins have pretty openly talked about the fact that going on the road is really hard for them offensively because it screws up all their timing and rhythm with motion. Well, guess what? Like, is there a harder place to go play in five-degree weather than Arrowhead in January? I think the Chiefs will win either game. But if you get the Dolphins in the first round, Unless a miracle happens and Pittsburgh beats Buffalo, you're going to Buffalo in the divisionals. And I'm going to be honest, I, I think at best that's a toss-up, and I'd probably pick Buffalo. Like, that's a hard place to go play. And that's going to be like the Super Bowl for the Bills, which maybe is a good thing, because when it's a Super Bowl for the Bills, they lose. But yeah. I, I think, you know, like, that to me is a much harder game than what I think would be the second game in the other scenario, whereas if they beat Pittsburgh, Buffalo and Miami just have a rematch next week in Miami. 
I think Buffalo would beat them in a re- I, I think Buffalo would beat them in the playoffs. You draw the winner of, of Cleveland and Houston. I respect both teams. I think the Chiefs would beat either one of them at home. And then there's a chance you're playing Buffalo in the AFC title game at home. Like, and I'll, I'll, I would pick Kansas City at home. I think it's that close. I, I would take the home team. And if they had to go to Baltimore for one game, fine. Um, that being said, I, I think the biggest opponent of the Chiefs is the Chiefs. Yeah. Like, if the Chiefs play well, I'd pick him to beat anybody. I really would. But, like, that's the thing with the Chiefs. They don't play well all the time. So that's the concern. Yeah, I've gone back and forth on this. And I know I mentioned this earlier, but I, I think – I think what look, and this is what I think will happen, right? Miami. Now, look, talk to talk to the Jaguars, talk to some of these other teams today who needed to win and get in and couldn't. Like anything can happen, but Buffalo is probably going to curb stomp Miami tonight. They have been playing well. Miami's hurt, so what's probably going to happen is is Buffalo will be the two seed. Miami will come to Kansas City. Pittsburgh will go to Buffalo. Buffalo should. Anything can happen in the playoffs, especially good defense, Pittsburgh. Josh Allen gets wonky, but Buffalo should win. So I think what you're looking at in this, in, in the likely scenario, is that Buffalo moves down on the wild card round. If the Chiefs beat the Dolphins, it's a tough game, but they I think they can win it. Chiefs move on. And then I think Cleveland's gonna, I think Cleveland's gonna handle Houston. Houston's a great story, but if if Joe Flacco doesn't melt down and throw a bunch of picks. I just don't think the the Texans have enough offensive firepower to get by that Browns defense. C.J. Stroud starting his first playoff game versus a, a, a Super Bowl champion like Flacco. Like I just think the Browns are going to win, and I think the Browns. I, I honestly think the Browns have the best chance of even more than Buffalo to upset the Ravens in the in the playoffs. So I think we're going to get that divisional round game between the Browns and the Ravens. Uh, and if the Chiefs can get by Buffalo, you've got your you've got your uh, you've got your AFC Championship game at Arrowhead against the Browns, and I'll take that. They're they're a good team, but I'll take that. It's going to be probably a thirteen to twelve game again. But be I'll interesting. Take that. By the way, uh, Watson has a calf injury. Morris is in concussion protocol. Um, Splendid. So there you go. And Kelsey chose not to play. He made himself inactive. I, you know, and we, we, we need to talk about that really quickly. The last couple of minutes we have here, I, I'm, I, I'm glad he did that, but I'm, I'm sad as, as a fan of his, his work and his career. Um, but that, you know what, if he gets healthy, but not playing in this game and not getting hurt to try to get 16 yards and they go and win another Super Bowl, that's going to be like a really important footnote in his career his story about how he sat out that last game and gave that up so that he could be ready for the games that really matter. It's pretty, pretty cool of him. Well, you know, listen, I think uh, you got to be honest with yourself. And he, he, he's been beat up all year. I mean, he has not been himself all year long. And if this helps him a little bit, great. All the better. I mean, you know, they, I look at it like this with him. I mean, that, that 14 yards, yeah, would have been cool and all. Like, I don't think it's keeping him out of the hall of fame. Yeah. You know? So at this point, Hey, listen, you move forward. Now they're in the playoffs. Like the, the one thing I would say to kind of end this whole thing is like all the rest of this crap that's happened this year, good, bad, or otherwise, it doesn't mean a damn thing now. You're in the playoffs. You're going to host at least one game. And depending especially on what happens tonight, you might host two. You might even host three of them. Like you, One thing I would say to people who look at the 
league and just assume things. And I, I used to this all the time as a kid. So I've, I've learned from my own error. This is not the NBA. This is not a seven-game series. Every game is game seven. And in the NFL, all it takes, some team has a really good game plan. Some team gets hot. You're playing better than the other team, but you know what? They get a great return, or you miss a field goal, or whatever the case may be. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you know, the favorite goes home. Things open up. The Chiefs, are they right now the pick to win the Super Bowl? No, they're not even my pick to get the Super Bowl right now. They're not. They haven't been consistent enough. At the same point, would I be shocked if they got back to the Super Bowl? No, I wouldn't be. I mean, I, the, in the AFC, I think you could make an honest case for Baltimore, Buffalo, Kansas City. I know some people would put Cleveland in there. That's fine. I would go with those three teams. I don't think anybody else is coming out of the AFC. And in the NFC, San Francisco to me is a far bigger favorite in the NFC than anybody is in the AFC. Um, yeah. You know, I, I just don't believe in Dallas. I don't believe in Detroit. I'll tell you what, man. You know the thing, team I think could give them the hardest time in the NFC playoffs? The Rams. If I'm the Niners, I want no part of that team. None. I don't want to play them in a playoff game because they know them. They know yeah. them. They're not afraid of them. They play them all the time. The, the Rams won seven of their last eight, and the Rams are loaded on offense. That's the kind of a team that if you catch them on the wrong day, they're a problem. And the AFC, man, like, I think the Chiefs will win their wild card game no matter who they play. And if they got to go to Buffalo, like, I'd probably pick Buffalo just based on the fact it's up there and, and the Bills are, you know, are, are desperate. But I got to tell you, this is one year. The Chiefs have, like, no pressure on them. Like, if they go to Buffalo – all the pressure in the world's on Buffalo to win that game. I mean, if the Chiefs lose, so what? They've won two Super Bowls in the last four years. There's there's cemented in history. The Bills, if the Chiefs get up seven nothing in a game like that, I mean, you're just going to start to hear that whole stadium just, oh my god, again. Like, yeah. same thing with Baltimore, by the way. Like, if Cleveland goes to Baltimore, all the pressure in the world's on the Ravens. Those two teams have so much pressure on them. I actually think it really does benefit Kansas City. I do. It is going to be a fascinating NFL playoffs. Shout out to KZ, uh, ZKB4BZ. Making me uh, crazy here. Uh, for, for the super chat, it says thanks, guys. Uh, it's going to be a really exciting playoff uh, uh, field. Tonight's a really great game, a good way to end the season. It's for the division. It's for a two seed versus a seven seed. I wish the Jaguars had won, so it was for the Buffalo fighting for their playoff lives. Would have they made the stakes even higher? But uh, it's going to be a fascinating game, and it, and it directly impacts the Chiefs and who they're going to play. Um, so we're going to be here for you all next week. We're going to get you ready for this wild card game. So don't worry. We appreciate your support. Shorter show today because I mean, even playing Gabbert. So uh, appreciate Matt Verram joining us. Make sure you check out all his work over at Sports Illustrated this week. Shout out to producer Richard, to Sterling Holmes, Matt Connor for the whole crew for getting you through this last game of the season. And shout out to all of our members who have been absolutely fantastic for us supporting this show. If you want to become a member, hang out in the private discord with us, go to members events, check out the link in the description. We will see you guys on Tuesday. But until then, as always, go Chiefs.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.